Welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, a podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Fran of Cotton and Joy. Hola. <laughs> now, before we jump into all our quilty fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Fran? Yes. Um, so, hi, everyone. I'm Fran. Um, I was born and grew up in Santiago, Chile, and I moved to the United States when I was 15, and I've taken a long and winding road to uh, where I'm today, which is a quilt pattern designer and fabric designer for Riley Blake Designs. You you do have a, you have taken a windy road. Yeah. <laughs> Which includes, if I can remember some of the bits, you have a degree in philosophy yes. as well as a degree in library sciences. Yes. And you also were a graphic designer in a past life, correct? Yes. Yes. And a web designer. Right? And a web designer. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so to kick things off, could you tell us the story behind your Instagram handle? Um, yeah. So, and this long and winding road. <laughs> I... Um, I was still working as a graphic and web designer. And at the time we were living in Germany with my family, my husband was in the army. So we got stationed in Germany and it was right after I had both of my kids and I had really bad postpartum depression and I started sewing as a way of sort of working through that. And I found sort of the Instagram quilting community and I, really wanted to be part of that but I didn't want to make my private Instagram account public and I didn't want to use like my uh, business account just to share random quilts so I was like I'm gonna do the crazy thing and start a third Instagram account um <laughs> and I use cotton and joy because when I thought of quilting those were sort of like the two things I thought of was like cotton because you use it's in fabric. That's sort of the one substrate that's used almost everywhere in quilting. It's the fabric, the thread, the batting. That's what you have. And then joy, because it was the one, it was sort of the thing in my life that brought me joy in a very dark time in my life. So that's where the name comes from. Had you grown up sewing or was did you, did you actually no. learn... While you're in Germany. <laughs> um, not at all. My grandma did have like a sewing machine and like she attempted to teach me, but um not at all. Cause it was like one of those old like singers, like with the desk and like the hand crank and yeah, no. Um, <laughs> um so I actually learned when we lived in El Paso, Texas, which was right before we moved to Germany. Okay. Um, I was pregnant with my oldest and I was like full nesting mode. I want to make things for my kid. And I was like, I have no idea how to sew. And one of my friends was like, well, there's this group of ladies that meets every week. They can teach you. Um, so I randomly went. It was like the one thing. It is so out of my character. I went to this lady's house I've never met in my life. <laughs> and I was like, hi, I'm French. She was like, yeah, Jackie told me about you. I was like, yes. Hi, Kathy. 
uh, I don't know how to sew. And they're like, we'll teach you. Um, <laughs> so it's this group of like very traditional quilters. And they were all like military spouses. And they kind of like took me under their wing and uh, they taught me how to sew and quilt. And yeah, <laughs> that's that's how I got started. <laughs> were, were they, was it like a quilt group or just a sewing circle type thing? Yeah, it was quilters. They were all quilters. It, okay. it was called uh, Blissful Stitchers. And it was because it was for bliss in El Paso. So they kind of okay. played into that. I think that's such a great way to learn how to sew. Like yeah. to have that kind of hands-on. I'm always impressed when people are like, yeah, you learn from YouTube or the internet. And I was like, I have to have someone show me. Like, yeah, I mean. Like place my hands on the fabric and be like, this is what you do. <laughs> yeah, and and that's what it was. The, lady, the main lady that taught me, her name was Meredith. And she literally like sat down with me at the machine and like showed me how to wind a bobbin, how to like thread it. Because I was like, there's all these numbers and like arrows. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> um, yeah, and she like she had all these little projects. Like she taught me like each week I went to her house. Oh um, and she, yeah, cause she used to be a teacher. So she, it was almost like a little curriculum uh, on like how to teach you how to use your sewing machine. It was, yeah, it was really great. And do you That's still amazing. keep in touch with these uh, women? Yeah, I do. Um, we're all kind of like all over the place. A lot of them are still in El Paso. Um, Meredy, she's in Montana now cause her husband retired. Uh, but we still communicate through like Facebook and stuff and they all follow me on like Instagram and they're so, so cute. <laughs> I was about to ask, they must be so proud of you and that like they must be making all your like quilt patterns and sharing yeah. it and whatnot. Um, uh, one of them I know has made like three or four of my patterns and then um, I messaged both Kathy and Meredith because they were like the main ladies that I sort of communicated with like right before Riley Blake excuse me Riley Blake right before Riley Blake announced my line and just kind of like this wouldn't be happening like without you too um and I kind of told them like you like literally saved my life when I was in Germany like I was so depressed and you know quilting was sort of my way out of that um and Kathy messaged me back. She was like, I'm on their website right now. I'm like, I'm printing out the storyboard. I'm going to oh. show everybody. <laughs> um, and then um, Meredith also posted like on her Facebook about it. And her post like had me in tears. I literally was oh. crying. She was like, I am so proud of this young lady. And like, you can pre-order it on the Fat Quarter Shop website. Oh. I, like, I love you guys so much. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm pretty proud. Weird. It's like a proud parent moment. Yeah, I was like, I call it. I call her like my sewing mama. <laughs> like my sewing mamas. We we talked about that you design quilt patterns and fabrics. Could you kind of describe your um, design style uh, for listeners that aren't familiar with it? I definitely think I fall within the modern quilting movement. Um, I feel like within modern quilting, there's sort of like a lot of different. Um, like subdivisions, I don't know what to call them. <laughs> um, within that, I think it would be more like modern traditionalism because I do work a lot with sort of like the traditional blocks and kind of playing off of those traditional blocks and my quilt patterns. 
and sort of the fabric kind of falls also in that it's not too modern but it's definitely not your traditional fabric so it's kind of like in that um in that vein do you find that your work your past life as a um as a graphic designer impacts how you approach design yes it really does um even though i was completely self-thought on that um i do like if if i kind of look through my past portfolio of like graphic design and then look at sort of like my current work um a lot of the sort of influences I picked up from that have carried over like my use of white space or like negative space in my quilt patterns um a lot of sort of like the more vibrant colors that I use it's all sort of um carried over and I definitely couldn't be able to do the work I do without having gone through like eight years of teaching myself how to use like illustrator and adobe and all of that stuff so how did you even get into pattern writing um well because I like I said I started my um instagram account just sort of to do other people's patterns and because I was just really enjoying and I wanted to sort of connect with other quilters in the community and I guess just sort of the designer in me couldn't help herself I kept getting like all these ideas of like oh I would really love to have like a quilt that looks like this and then I would spend like an entire afternoon on Pinterest trying to find a quilt pattern that I could use and realizing this doesn't freaking exist (laughs) so just so annoyed about it and so then I was just like okay well how do I write my own pattern and then I realized this is a lot of math put in at a side for like two months and then I was like okay now I really do want this quilt that it's in my head but not out there and it just kind of snowball from there (laughs) so with your quilt patterns um you sell both pdf and paper Um, yes and distributing and creating the two forms are it's quite a different process so so what's your biggest learning with creating and distributing paper patterns and do you find that you approach the two differently so yes and no there's um definitely some differences and i think the biggest of um issue with paper patterns is just the space constraint Uh, because when you're doing pdf you can include as many sizes as you want as many variations as you want and you can get really wild with it but then you get to paper patterns and you're like this is a format this is how many pages you get and I mean, you get more pages, but there are only, you can only, it's multiples of four. So it's either four pages, eight pages, 12 pages, 16 pages. And the more pages, the more it costs to produce the pattern. Right. Okay. So you kind of get into this thing and people are like, I want all the sizes. And I've just sort of decided that four sizes just to keep my mental health <laughs> because I've tried to fit like five or six sizes and it's, yeah. it all comes down to like the cutting tables and all of that stuff and it just gets to be like way too much and when it comes to paper patterns and then so that's sort of the thing that I've kind of had to just really think about and then um how I lay out the like the instructions how I break them down 
Um, I usually start with the PDF because that's what gets sent to like testers and mm-hmm. my um, tech editor. And then while the testers have it, I'm like sitting on InDesign, like, okay, how do I fit this eight and a half by 11 PDF into the five and a half by eight and a half page and like switching all like the graphics. And I'm like, okay. And like a lot of, it, it has happened sometimes where like testers are like, you need to reward this. And I'm like, okay, but if I add that sentence, oh, no. it on the, paper. Yeah. Add the paper pattern, how do I do this? Yeah. <laughs> and so there's sort of a lot of, of that, that makes it different and more complicated. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a wild time. And, and are then- you doing all the like outreach to um, get it stocked in smaller stores or have you? Yeah, I, primarily work with distributors for that okay. so my pattern my patterns are carried on um checkers united notions which is moda and brewer and so, okay. just sending those three emails to get my patterns on it almost took me out yeah. um <laughs> it was terrifying like on its own yeah um yeah. i have considered kind of like creating like a little um, like wholesale catalog and like mm-hmm. mailing that out no calling because <laughs> that is just not in my nature I'm like mailing that out but even the thought of just mailing this out to people yep. just completely terrifies me I, I can <laughs> so. just like imagine like running to a different quilt shop like being like here here's my thing and then running away. <laughs> yeah. bye oh, yeah no, no, the, the only time I like dumb don't call is- just text <laughs> <laughs> email with um, like my two local shops because I actually yeah. went in there and was like, I was asking questions about like long armors and stuff, and they got to the point of the conversation was like, I have to tell them I'm a quilt pattern designer, and that's why I'm asking you about this. And then they were like, Oh, oh my god, this is so great! And they they were really fantastic about it, but the whole time I'm like sweating through like <laughs> my layers of clothes. Like, I am dying. Uh, I think that's one thing that we all kind of forget that the other person on the other side, like maybe the shop or the distributor or the manufacturer, they're just human. Yeah, for sure. So as you mentioned before, you have been working on fabric design and you have your first collection coming out in February with Riley Blake Designs. Could you tell us more about the collection and like the inspiration behind it? Yeah, so the name for the collection is Daybreak, and it's shipping to stores in February of next year, so 2022. And the inspiration behind it was um, sort of the garden in my family home when I was growing up. Um, I my mom was a single mom, and I live with uh, we live with my grandparents in Santiago, and. We had this little garden kind of like in the front of the house. It wasn't anything like big or spectacular. Um, but some of like my earliest, like most of fondest memories growing up are of this garden, like playing in the springtime out there with my grandpa while he took care of like the flowers, uh, like my grandma's lemon tree. Um, and just sort of little details from just random memories that I have are like sprinkled throughout the collection. Can you tell us a little bit more about the fabric design process and like from... Um, ideation through to production what that kind of looks like yeah it's it's so long (laughs) 
<laughs> I never, you know, I mean, working as a quilt pattern designer, I did get to work sort of with um, fabric designers. And I kind of had an idea of like, there's a long lead time and there's sort of all these like different steps. But then going into fabric design, I was like, there's like a whole different world in here. <laughs> um, so it starts with sort of the the designing of the like repeating patterns and just sort of putting the collection together. And then I send that to Holly, who is the creative desi- um, the creative director at Riley Blake. And then I get feedback from her and the design team about things that they want me to change, like different colors they want me to try or different color, like combinations, um, mm-hmm. maybe trying a different scale on a particular print or them telling me, well, this print doesn't really work because it's too similar to this other print. And just sort of there's a lot of back and forth to sort of finalize the the collection. And then when that's done, it gets I upload all the Illustrator files into the server and then it gets sent to the factory. And at the factory, they do what they call strike-offs. You Mm -hmm. probably have heard this before. And it's basically a sample of the fabric, um, how it's going to look. And they send that back. And at that point, I can give my feedback like this pink it's a little too orangey or it's too dark this yellow needs to be brighter not so mustardy um and um there's about usually like three or four rounds of this back and forth and it takes a while because the factories are not in the united states um in the case of riley blake they are in korea um Korea, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so there is sort of mailing and they go from the factory to Riley Blake and then Riley Blake sends them to me. So it's kind of like a whole thing. And then once the strikeoffs are approved, the fabric gets manufactured and then it travels from Korea to Utah where the Riley Blake warehouse and headquarters are at. And then they go to um the stores and in between there is the whole process of putting the storyboard together which is um riley blake's version of like their catalogs mm-hmm. um there's putting uh the quilt, quilt patterns together that will go with the collection and releasing those and there's um quill market though this year we didn't have physical quill markets so actually last week we had the virtual quill market so i had to like a quick presentation on like the Facebook group for that. Um, and yeah, that's sort of like the process. It takes about a year from the time the fabric gets approved oh, wow. uh, to it shipping to stores. Wow. A long process. That would have been, <laughs> I was going to say it would have been so hard to keep this as a whole secret. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Especially because when I, I actually started this collection, um, I started sort of working on it in 2020. Wow. um, I signed with Riley Blake in January of this year. So January, 2021. Mm -hmm. And then we, I had three different sort of collection samples in my portfolio that I presented to them. And then we said, okay, we're going to do this one. And then the sort of the collection got approved with the colors and everything. um, And March. So we sent everything in March and then I, and then I couldn't talk about any of this 
until yeah. May when I got yeah. it. <sighs> um, and then the fabric doesn't ship until February. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because I've already submitted and it's been approved my second collection. And that's Ooh. not getting announced until March. Okay. And I'm already working on what's probably going to be my third collection. Wow. And so it's just the lead times are just so insane. Yeah. It's yeah. it is like the wildest thing. <laughs> What has been most surprising about the fabric designing process for you? Um, I think definitely the lead time. It's just, <laughs> it's just it is mind boggling to me that it takes like this long, especially today's like fast paced, instantaneous, like yeah, shopping think, and things yeah. like that. Um, everything is just it's quick, like in in everything else, like in our lives, everything just happens instantaneous. But fabric design is still excuse me, very much not that way. Um, Because, yeah, like my second collection, like I said, it's been approved. It gets announced in March and then it ships to stores in the fall, I think. I don't don't even know. Like my brain, yeah. And like I'm working on a project for them that it's for 2023. It's like this... I can't like, imagine writing that date. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's like they do like, it's like a block of the month type thing that yeah. where oh, cool. they use like for their, um, like their solids and their basics. Mm. And it's for 2023. And I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> okay, cool. With your fabric collection daybreak coming soon. Did you also get to design quilts with that fabric line in mind? So yes. Um, for a lot of fabric designers, they only do fabric design. So then um, in our case, Riley Blake sort of steps in and puts um, quill designs for the collections because they really mm-hmm. like, they kind of push that as part of the marketing. In my case, since I'm a pattern designer, I got to design the patterns that go with the collection. Cool. And that was sort of... It was very different from what how I usually design the quilt patterns because usually I design the pattern and then I kind of figure out what fabric goes with it. And in this case, I was I already had the fabric in mind. Um, so I did two quilt patterns and that's luminaries and squared up, which I worked into my quilt pattern like release schedule for the year. <laughs> I was like, we need to just kind of squeeze this in here. Um, but yeah, I kind of very specifically design beginner friendly patterns and then also patterns that would um be very good for displaying the fabric because with a lot of patterns you kind of cut the fabric small and um you don't really get to see the print very well so I was very conscious of designing patterns that didn't do that that were able to just really display the prints and sort of just really show the fabric, showcase the fabric within the full pattern. So that must have been a really interesting change in like approaching the actual pattern design. Yes, it was because I kept coming up with ideas and then I would kind of like sit down and be like, okay, how do I construct this quilt block? And then I was like, okay, no, this is not going to work because it just, it really cuts up the fabric. Right. (laughs) And then that is like what I don't want to do. So I just kind of went into like my little folder of pattern ideas. Yeah. And then kind of went back to it. <laughs> so that, or you have to work. You have to work real big 
<laughs> just be a whole cloth quilt, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, there we go. That my idea. I just Bam. put it in with a whole cloth. <laughs> um, you guys, um, so with Riley Blake as well, do they look for other quilt pattern designers to help you out in designing quilt patterns that would go well with your uh, your fabric collection? Um, Yeah, like one of the things that um, when I was sort of signing with them was that um, – they could use sort of my patterns with other fabric designers. And then I know they also work with other uh, sort of quilters and uh, quilt designers as part of like their maker team. Mm. Um, Brittany from So Brainy Designs. I know she oh, yeah. works a lot with them mm-hmm. um, and sort of creating um, stuff for like their quilt alongs and things like that. So it's cool. Very nice very exciting yeah yes um so it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions are you ready fran <sighs> we'll see we'll see about this okay <laughs> anna why don't you I kick us off out first yeah, yeah. <laughs> take a do a quick lap <laughs> okay what is your favorite time of day to quilt the afternoon and where do you sew in my sewing room that's in the basement and do you wear shoes, slippers, socks while sewing? Oh, no. Um, completely barefoot. Shoes are weird. Yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Music, Netflix, podcast, or silence while sewing? Uh, Netflix when I am cutting and piecing a quilt top. Podcast when I am quilting. That way I can have my headphones in and just go at it. And what's your current favorite? I am currently watching uh, this Australian show, actually, Wentworth. It's about this prison of women. Um, yeah, I'm addicted to it. So I'm working my way through that. Uh, do you have a favorite snack while quilting? Uh, does Diet Coke count as a favorite snack? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> and what's your favorite traditional block? Uh, it's a tie between the Sawtooth Star and the Bear Paw. And what's your favorite color? Navy. I have so much blue and navy in my <laughs> massage. It's honestly ridiculous. <laughs> what is your favorite print from your Daybreak fabric collection? It's a tie between the little bees on the cream background. And there's this navy. It's called like, um, I think it's called seeds. And it's just kind of like these little floating flowers. Um kind of low volume that's my favorite keyword is navy <laughs> yes keyword being navy <laughs> i was going to say the b prints is definitely a memorable one out of your collection for yeah sure. like i feel like if i was to see your fabrics that or talk about it or think about it i'd think about the b one immediately yeah it's it's one of my favorites which is funny because i hate bees in real life <laughs> <laughs> solid or print fabrics um, I feel like I have to say prints because I'm a fabric designer, but I love prints. Those are really like my go-to um, just for anything. So. And who's your favorite fabric designer? Uh, well, obviously myself. Um, <laughs> no, outside of myself, I would have to say Amy Cinevaldi. I mm. adore anything she does. Her prints are I so charming. Her flowers. Yeah, I I want to be her when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) And what is the last fabric you bought? 
I think it was Halloween fabric, actually, because I had like projects I wanted to do. So I bought some Halloween fabric. Um, I've been trying to be good about this. Aren't we all? I keep saying every year, I'm like, next year. Next year, it will just be scraps. (laughs) That's one of those things like, I don't know if you've seen the TikTok of like, where everybody needs like a shovel body. Somebody that goes through like your phone and like deletes all your creepy stuff on your phone or like. you die. Yeah, when you die and then, like, oh goes into God. your Kindle and, like, deletes all your romance books and then, goes into, like, your Chrome history and deletes, like, all the weird stuff. I feel like yeah. I also need my shovel buddy to just delete all of my fabric. Or and take it. Take it and find it a new home. Yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> the two people that would, like, designate as shovel buddies, they both sew. So I would just be like, take it all. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite quilt shop? Um, the quilting bee in Spokane, Washington. And how do you organize your fabrics? It's by color. So I have a little cabinet and it's all separated by color. And then within the color designation, they're separated solids and then prints. What do you do with your scraps? Uh, they get thrown into like these baskets I Wendy actually inspired me to do this I have four different baskets and they all go in there uh, separated by colors and when I need a scrappy project or I need to test like a quill block I just pull stuff out of there and use it for that what sewing notion couldn't you live without um, my waterway cutter and my rulers and uh, speaking of rulers what's your favorite ruler size uh, the 12 and a half square ruler from Creative Grids. That's, I cannot live without that ruler. What thread brand do you use? I use RFL for most of it, but lately I've been diving into uh, Mettler. Pressing preference, open or to the dark side? Um, open, like 99% of the time. <laughs> and pick one, designing, sewing, or packing and mailing paper patterns. Definitely not the last one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It kind of depends on my mood, but I'll say sewing. And what is your all-time best-selling Cotton and Joy quilt pattern? For the longest time, it's been Cabin Peaks, but lately, Mammy's Lemons has been slowly closing into the lead. Do you have a go-to long-arm quilter? Yes, so I send all of my cover quilts to Katie from modern textiles spray pin or thread based uh spray uh pre-wash always sometimes never never what's your favorite part of the quilting process putting the blocks together and what's your least favorite part of the quilting process if there's any sashing or borders that's my least favorite part and it's it's so easy too but i just i love it it. really (laughs) so easy it's so i also love ripping um parallel to the selvage big borders mm, that is a very mm. satisfying moment mm. um what is one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up uh sewing over pens who is your quilty bff um rachel from Run collective and who's your quilty crush probably i would have to say megan from then came june or um nicole from modern handcraft and what's your favorite recent make? Actually, my favorite, it's my block for Quiltmas. <laughs> I am obsessed with it. It's so cute. Um, and how many quilts are in your whip pile right now? 
I pled the fifth. Is that how you say that? I. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an embarrassing number. <laughs> um, and do you have any other interests or hobbies? Uh, definitely reading. That's how I stay sane these mm. days. Reading lots of books. Now, before we wrap today up, we've got just a couple more questions for you. And first up is who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Definitely one account that just kind of like keeps me sane. It's small best memes. I think I said that right. Small oh, yeah. memes. Yeah, um, small biz memes. Yeah. I am like an OG follower and I actually know who runs that account. So I get to talk to her um, and it just, it keeps me sane in the small business world. And then also um, show me nudes. No, nods. I don't know how to say that. It's Noodle the Pug. He has an Instagram account now. He's not doing the Pug. And my mental health has dramatically improved since finding noodle the pug (laughs) (laughs) and before we sign off do you have any fun projects on the horizon you can share with us um well quilt mus and then the other project that i'm really excited about is uh my next school pattern um it's a medallion inspired quilt pattern and i've always wanted to do one of those so I'm, i'm very excited about that Very cool. So on that note, we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I am the dot weekend quarter. Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Fran. I'm at Cotton and Joy. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it'd make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> we did it. <laughs>